Do you ever hear the alarm go off and think, ugh, five more minutes? Well, you are not alone. Welcome to the Life as a Team Sport podcast, where we will take the concepts from sports and apply them to everyday life. So whether you're an athlete, a former athlete, the mom of an athlete, or just love watching sports, we invite you to come along with us as we explore family, faith, fitness, and have a lot of fun doing it. This is a podcast by the women of sport for the women of sport. Welcome back to another episode of Life is a Team Sport. I'm Patricia, and I'm here with Becky. Becky, how are you? Doing great on this cold winter morning. I know. I We're taping in the morning today, and I'm not quite done with my coffee, but, you know, we're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I hear you. I had coffee early this morning, and then I uh, headed out for the day. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm almost there with you. Well, listen, I'm really excited about the conversation that we're going to be having today about finding your role. We have a guest on the show today that I'm excited to introduce. Uh, she grew up on a farm in Waterford, Wisconsin, which I always thought was really cool. And then I got the opportunity to actually go and visit the farm and see it in person. And now when she talks about it, I just have a greater appreciation for when, uh, when she describes things from home. And it was, it was really, really cool. I was really glad I got to the opportunity to do that. Um, she also played division one soccer at K state and then transferred to university of Maryland where I got to meet her. And now she is an experienced design student at the brand center in VCU, which when she got into the brand center, it came as no surprise to all of us because she is a very, very talented a videographer and storyteller. So I'm so excited to welcome to the show, Andy Wink. Hey, I'm super happy to be here. Um, thank you for having me on the show. I'm looking forward to uh, talking today. Awesome. I'm excited to meet you, Andy. This is the only way I get to meet you is via our podcast. So this is exciting for me. All right, Andy, it's great to have you on today. And before we get started with the interview, we wanted to do our highlight reel, and we're excited to have you join us on that today. We're going to be highlighting the book One Word by Jimmy Page, Dan Britton, and John Gordon. I know that you and I have done a one word together in the past, so why don't you tell us a little bit about why you choose to do one word each year? Um, I think one word is a great way to kind of ground yourself um, or to snap out of it. Um, Anytime you feel like, you know, the highs might be getting too high, or the lows might be getting too low, whatever that is. And um, I think as the year goes on, you'll find that the, the word that you chose might not exactly mean what you thought it first meant. Um, my this past year, my word was fortitude. Um, and I went into the year thinking, you know, I needed to put on the armor and uh, wear the armor of God and, and, you know, be a stronger person. And kind of now at the end of the year, I'm learning that it's not so much about just being stronger, but about, you know, having endurance um, to withstand a lot of different storms that have happened in 2020. Um, and so I think it's just a cool way to, right. you know, ground yourself in something and, and also learn something new too throughout the year. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that word. That's a strong word. Um, I'll give you I'll give you my word this year was intentional which was interesting how the, <laughs> how the world went in 2020 being intentional. I had a lot of time to be intentional at home, um, but I'm looking forward to this coming year um, with my word. I've already picked, I think God has been kind of over and over mm. is the word peace. 
I just need to find peace everywhere because I teach in a public school. My kids go to school. My husband works in a, in a private school and we're out in the community. So I need to find peace in a lot of different ways in my life. And so I'm excited. I'm actually excited about that word. I'm so intentional to peace and uh, we'll see what my kids pick. They do, they do the one word with me most years. And then we, we paint like a portrait of their word and we put it up in the house so we all can see each other's words. So Patricia, what was yeah, your word you so were talking about? Yeah, so my day? word was present this last year. Mm. And <laughs> it, when Good. I first picked it, it was really just because I I have a tendency to be here, there, and everywhere, and I'm always on the go. And I I say this phrase all the time. I know I've said it to Andy a million times, but be where your feet are. Yeah. And to me, the word present was just I needed to be intentionally present with whoever I was with right then, be that my kids, be that my student athletes or coaches at Maryland, be that the kids that I coach at the high school, what, wherever I was, I needed to be fully present and be there. And so that's why I picked it at the beginning of the year. And, you know, by March, April, May, June, you know, follow all the months around, I felt like my feet were always in my house mm-hmm. after, after quarantine started yeah. to happen. And, <laughs> and so present became, it became the word gift. It, it also means the same thing. And, and so then starting to look at each day as a gift, as a present and, and be thankful for what wow. God had given me that day. Um, it, it really did. Like Andy said, the word kind of changed as the year went on, but it's yeah. still, it was the same word. Yeah. And I feel like, um, just God used that in a lot of different ways in my life this year. And so, um, yeah, so it's been a really neat thing. I've picked a word the last couple of years. If you guys are not familiar with what this is, one word that will change your life is a short read. Um, but the idea is that a lot of us pick New Year's resolutions and then break them by the end of January. <laughs> and instead, right, instead picking one word that you feel like God wants to do something with during the year and just seeing what he does with it. And then like Becky said, putting it somewhere where you see it so that you don't forget what word you picked by February (laughs) is also um, (laughs) something that a lot of people I know do. So um, our highlight reel for today is, is the one word and we'll provide a link in the show notes to how you can get your own copy. Awesome. So Andy, I know we're going to talk a lot today about your soccer journey, but first tell us a little bit more about the farm in Wisconsin. Yeah. So I grew up on a farm in Southeastern Wisconsin, um, grew up having, uh, turkeys, chickens, pigs, rabbits, um, beef steers, everything like that. Um, and then we did produce when I was younger and then, um, I have two older brothers and we started to get more involved in sports and the more we got involved in sports, the less produce we kind of raised. So, um, we did kind of divvy away from farm life a little bit, but I showed, um, cattle, uh, competitively all the way up until I graduated high school. And it's just a very, um, great opportunity to have, uh, you learn a lot about, you know, respecting the land and respecting the animals and, um, you know, working with what God's given you to be able to, uh, be on time and, and stay organized and take care of, you know, everything that, that God has given you. And I I just think it's such a cool opportunity to learn, you know, farming at such a young age and not a lot of people have that opportunity anymore. And so it's something that I'm very, very thankful for and, um, just wish more people could experience. 
That's so cool. I mean, I think about chores as a kid for me. And, and, <laughs> you know, we had to sweep the floor and vacuum and do the dishes and things like that. Yep, but yep. I would imagine that your chores looked a little bit different. What time did you have to wake up in the morning as a kid? Yeah, so my brothers and I split chores up so that we wouldn't all have to wake up and all have to stay up late um, to do the chores and stuff. So usually, uh, my older brothers would take the morning shift, which was anywhere before school from 530 to six. And then I would usually take the night shift um, either right after practice or right before practice around six, um, six ish, five, six ish. Um, so uh, sometimes I'd have to come home from practice, do the chores and then head off to another practice or, you know, just find a way to work that in. But you learn a lot about responsibility um, very, very quickly when you're on a farm. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So you've been grinding since day one. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. So as you got into sports, then it probably wasn't as hard of a transition to learning how to be disciplined and, and do all those things because you'd already learned that as a kid. Yeah, correct. I mean, it's there's a lot of similarities between farming and um, sports and sport life. But I think the biggest thing is just, you know, you're working towards something bigger than yourself um, on the farm. You know, you're you're not waking up every day to take care of the animals because, you know, you one day want to hope to take them to market and have a nice hamburger. I mean, yeah, that is great. And that's an awesome aspect of farming, but um, you do it because you love the land, you love the animals and you love the farm. And um, you know, you, you want to make sure that they're taken care of and they're healthy. And, and it's the same with sports. I mean, yeah, you don't always want to go to practice and you don't always want to show up and give it your all, but you do it because you love the sport, you love your teammates and you know, you want to be a part of something that's a bigger picture than yourself. True. So true. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. So as you started playing soccer, um, I know you ultimately picked goalkeeping. How did that come about? Yeah, so I actually kind of fell into goalkeeping by accident. Um, I didn't start playing soccer until about fourth grade. And I had a friend who wanted me to um, just come out and join her team. They were, you know, needing some players. And I was like, I've played basketball, I've played baseball, softball, that stuff. I, I'm sure I could pick up soccer. And so I went out there my first time, um, had the wrong cleats, wore my shin guards outside of my socks. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> and it's funny. They asked, they asked everybody, they said, okay, who wants to stand in for, you know, for goalkeeper? And nobody raised their hands. And I looked around and I was like, really, nobody wants to be goalkeeper? Like, you just stand there. You don't, you don't have to, you don't have to run. You don't have to, you know, do any of the hard work. Like this is, this is a cakewalk. I'll, I'll be a goalkeeper. So I raised my hand and um, little did I know that that was the first time I'd ever jump in and be a goalkeeper. And that was the last time I ever had an opportunity to be a field player. Um, I've been goalkeeper ever since then. Um, I, I've, I've never left, um, never left that box. And I'm very thankful for that opportunity. It really just fell into my lap. That's so funny that I feel like that's a lot of people's stories. That was my story in high school, too. I kind of fell into it as well. But I also just laugh at the misconception that goalkeepers just stand there and oh. don't do anything. Oh, little did I know. I remember thinking <laughs> back in college and I was like, I really thought at one point in my life that goalkeepers just stand there like, uh, uh, uh. like we, wow. we do a lot more way off. Than, uh, than people give us credit for. 
Well, goalkeeper actually, because I, I actually went into it in, in college when Patricia left me after her freshman year, <laughs> I uh, stepped into the goal, um, not willingly, you know, everybody's like, oh, let's whatever's best for the team. I really, really literally did that because there was no one else. And I played basketball. So I was told, oh, you have good hands and you can jump and, and, you know, you can do it. So I what got thrown into the goal in college and you know, I always saw Patricia do it so gracefully and she's natural at it. I was not a natural diver. I don't want to dive that much. I really didn't love that, um, which is funny because my son is 10 and he loves to dive. And like he is actually yeah. looking like he will be a good goalie. He is a good goalie. He's looking like he will progress. But back to college. So I I did do it, but it wasn't like by choice. And I did learn that goalie is a completely different sport almost like that's what I really feel like with goalie as I went through it the training the work ethic mm-hmm. the position mm-hmm. is like a different sport right it's not even really like it is part of soccer but it's really a different a different um completely different mindset training everything yeah so yeah I always say that it's a sport within a sport yep because it kind of yes is. yes yeah I would absolutely agree yeah, so you're already filling this unique role on the team, and I know we're going to get into talking about finding your role. Um, and so I think that you know the mindset that's required for that is is one that's really tough. You have to be tough back there because you are the last line of defense. Mm-hmm. You are the first line of offense. Mm-hmm. You quarterback a lot of what's happening out on the field. And so having a strong mindset is something that we've talked about in the past. We had Ellie Margellis on the show a few weeks ago, and she is a soccer player as well. And she was talking about strong mindset. So that mindset is really important just for the position itself, um, along with just playing sports. I know you started your college career at a different university and then you transferred to Maryland. So talk to us a little bit about how that transition happened and how you ended up at Maryland. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I was recruited, um, out of my junior year out of high school to, um, play at Kansas state university. Um, I was a goalkeeper who was going to fill in that second string position. Um, and what's really unique about that opportunity is that it was a first year program. Um, the, the program had never existed before 2016, um, due to Uh, different regulations and rules they needed to add a girls team um, to their college division one sports and so they decided to add women's soccer so my first year in 2016 was the first um, time there was ever a women's program at Kansas State University Um, and I just thought that was such a unique and cool opportunity something that I wanted to be a part of um, that starting foundation that starting crew and um when I got there, things had changed a little bit, uh, you know, instead of having a roster that was somewhere between 25 and, you know, 28, there was more like 36-ish girls, um, which is, if you know soccer, that's a lot of girls. <laughs> that's a lot yeah, of girls for, lot. Um, for one team. And it being a brand new program, there was uh, very little hierarchy on the team. Um, there were uh, one senior, there was one senior, uh, 22 freshmen. And then the rest were um, transfers. And so um, it was really hard to have some sort of culture or established tradition to really bring the team together. And, um, you know, and but I I commend those coaches because it's, you know, anytime you're starting a program, it's it's hard to do. It's really hard to do that. And so, um, you know, it wasn't, you know, I'm sure the worst experience people, you know, people have had before with a starting program. But it also wasn't a, a great experience for me. I ended up redshirting my first year and. Um, that really uh, made my ego take a hit, um, put my ego in the backseat for a little bit. 
Um, but at the end right. of the semester, uh, the, the, the coaches sat everyone down and, and everybody was on one year scholarships. And so uh, they had end of the year meetings with people and they renewed some scholarships and they renewed um, or they chose not to renew some other scholarships. And uh, mine was included in that not renewed uh, scholarship bunch. And so there was about 14 of us freshmen who didn't get scholarships renewed. Um, and so, wow. you know, it was like, you can stay, um, but you're probably not going to play and you're probably not going to have any money. So do with that information yes. what you will. Yay. Um, that sounds great. <laughs> right. Right. So uh, I, I decided right then and there that I, I still wanted to play soccer. I wasn't done yet. Um, felt like I had more to give to the sport and felt like I could take more from the sport as well. Um, and so I ended up just calling coaches, um, sending lots of emails, footage, everything like that. And um, by the grace of God, I got in touch with the coaches at Maryland and they were in a rebuilding year. Um, they had just gotten a coach a few years before I showed up there, but um, fortunately they took a chance on me. They'd never seen me play before. I only had a little bit of film to show them. Um, but I, I went there for an unofficial visit and got to meet the coaches and, um, you know, really they just took me on the team as a player who would help build the program, help establish a new legacy, um, and just, mm -hmm. just add some quality character, um, to the team. And I, I knew that coming in that, you know, this is a, this is a place, you know, this is big 10 soccer. This is, this is no joke. So. Yeah. I knew that me going to Maryland, there's a good chance that I might not ever play, but uh, I was willing to step into that role uh, to be a team player and to still add value to a team, um, even if it wasn't directly on the field. Uh, so that's how I ended up so, at Maryland. Long story, but. So Andy, question then, how, when you got to Maryland, what, what was your role like there? Like being that you came in, you didn't, you know, didn't play lots of freshman year, came in knowing you might not play but you're coming into a program that's established, that's division one. And like, where, what did you, what did you do with that? Like in the team room with the players, like how did you meld? Into yeah. That? So it took me a while to kind of figure out um, exactly what that meant. Um, I didn't really kind of figure it out until around end of my sophomore junior year. Um, but I ended up being uh, what you would call the team hype man. <laughs> Whoever is on the okay. sidelines, hyping people up, cheering people on. Um, I did a mm -hmm. lot with that. Uh, I actually ended up, uh, which I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit later, but I ended up getting uh, pretty heavily involved in FCA. So I ended up starting mm -hmm. uh, team Bible studies and just encouraging girls to uh, come together and, and be in fellowship with one another, which made us 10 times stronger on the field, which was really cool to see. Um, right. And then the last piece of that was um, I, I have this crazy creative side where I love to make videos and tell stories and um, just oh. get behind the scenes, look at things. And so I created um, a vlog channel called Beyond the Bench that I did for one season of the girls. And uh, it was it was literally just a behind oh, wow. the scenes look at Maryland women's soccer. And um, what year was that? That would have been uh, 2018, I believe. So is that, is that online? So we yeah, that's, that? that's on YouTube. Um, if you just type in beyond the bench, Andy Wank, um, it should, it should yeah. come up and there's, there's 10 episodes, um, for that fall season. Um, that's yeah. Awesome. So I mean, wow, I'm excited to check that out, but let's, let's definitely go back into that FCA because Patricia and I are both linked into FCA. I, I've led a huddle at my middle school for 16 wow. years and, um, I would love to hear your take on FCA at Maryland. Yeah. So when I first showed up to FCA, I, I had heard about it through a, another fellow athlete in one of my classes. 
um, she just said, hey, do you know about FCA? And I was like, FCA, what, what's that? Well, what is that? <laughs> and she goes, oh, well, it's this, you know, Christian athlete thing. I feel like you really like it. Like, you just give off that vibe <laughs> that you really like it. So you should go. And oh, that's I was like, well, I mean, yeah, I'm, and I was still new at Maryland. And so I didn't really have a ton of friends. And so I was like, I don't know who I'd go with. Is it awkward to ask my teammates? Like, I don't want to go alone. And then, yeah. and then this girl, she told me, well, there's, there's free Chick-fil-A. And I was like, sold. Yes. Sold. <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> I'll be there. Food, food is such a good driver of <laughs> getting people Oh my goodness. Anything. Yes, it was. And so I showed up and, um, it was not at all what I expected. And I mean that in the best way possible. It was very warm and welcoming. Um, people were, you know, there to listen. And, and I remember, you know, walking in and being like, oh my gosh, everyone's going to stare at me. Everyone's going to ask, ask me questions. And <laughs> they were just so inviting. Um, and I had such a great time. I just ended up, you know, going back until I finished out um, my, uh, my last year of college. And it became a really safe community for me to be able to go to and, and be vulnerable in and um, also be, you know, real and authentic in as well. Um, right. and I, I just really right. appreciated that support in that community. It, you know, it has done so much for me in terms of growing my faith. Yes. Um, at the, you know, foundational level, but also just, uh, building, you know, community in different areas of my life, learning how to talk to people about Christ or about our feelings or about what we're going through. You know, those are all skills that you don't always get to learn in the classroom. And, um, true. Very yeah, true. it was just a great opportunity. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I think it's important for student athletes to have a place where they can go and check their jersey at the door. And so right. for us at University of Maryland FCA, that's a really important piece of our multi-sport huddle where they can come and just be themselves. And we see them as human beings and people and not based on their stat line. And so right. providing cool. that place is, is really important for us. Wow. That's, that's really cool. I'm excited to hear more about that. Um, Patricia, go ahead. You had something else you wanted to, to ask. Yeah. So just in talking about your role, everything that you described that you kind of fell into being the hype man and making these videos and things like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, when most kids think about going to college to play, they think about all of the things that are going to happen on the field and pretty much everything you described was off the field. And so what did that train, how that translate for you as far as your competitive mindset when you were at practice, how, mm -hmm. how did that make you feel knowing you probably weren't going to step foot on the field? Did you still work hard at practice? Like talk to us. Yeah. About what that like. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a great, great question. And um, if I'm going to be, you know, honest and, raw about it, it, it was very challenging. You know, I remember uh, mm -hmm. walking into you at FCA sometimes just being ready to burst out into tears because it was like, you know, how do you wake up every day and compete, give it your all knowing that you're not going to get the prize at the end of the week, you know, the, the, the ability to be able to wear the Jersey and go out on the field and actually showcase your skills. Um, and so it was, right. it was really hard. Um, but I, uh, I just kind of kept on thinking, you know, if, let's say hypothetically that I, I was the starting goalkeeper, you know, I would want my second and third string to be able to push me and to be able to give right. me their all. Yep. Um, and so whether or not right. I was that first, you know, starting goalkeeper, I thought it was still super important for me to, to go in there and do the best I could also just because you never know what's going to happen. And um, there was a really, right. you know, unique opportunity my senior year where the starting goalkeeper um, had appendicitis 
out of nowhere. Oh, and there you I go. had to jump in. And so I was like, at first I was like, oh my goodness, what am I? It's like, I'm not prepared for this. And then I was like, well, hold up a second, Andy. Like you've, you've been training, you know, for the past four years, you've been giving it your all. Like you, you are prepared for this. You're going to do fine. You're, actually, you're going to do great. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. so I, I just think it was, you know, having those little reminders turned on in my head to say, remember, remember your why, you know, why are you doing this? Why right. are you here? What value are you adding? And then try to capitalize and maximize on that value that you are adding. Um, and so was it challenging? Oh, my goodness. Yes. Um, but was it worth <laughs> it? So worth it. That's awesome. Did you see any of your uh, players that you played alongside with um, choose faith in Christ or start coming to the huddle? Or did, were you able to have some great conversations about faith throughout your journey? Yeah, there were, there were so many different opportunities. Um, you know, honestly, too many to count. But um there were, I think, Patricia, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was just maybe two of us that started going to FCA kind of together and then two became, a, you know, four and then four became eight. And then we had 10 for a while that were coming. And, um, you know, the, yeah, I think for a while women's soccer had the most for many sports. Yeah. Yeah. It was, wow. yeah, it was really awesome. cool to see, you know, the, the love for Christ multiply and, you know, f- um, there were, you know, some bumps in, and rocky areas, you know, everybody goes through different, you know, twists and turns in their life. But um, I was definitely brought closer to a really, really great teammate of mine. And um, it's safe to say that we're, we're great sisters in Christ and I can go to her for anything I need. And um, it, it's, it's a really cool relationship to have. That's great. Yeah. That's relationship. That's life. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I think too, just, living out your faith in a relevant way the way that you did and embracing that role that you have I mean it could have made you bitter and angry and instead you embraced the opportunity to fill a role that you didn't necessarily you weren't necessarily looking for right but that's you know that's what God had for you and so you you really embrace that um once you made peace and embarked on that role how did that change your outlook um I think it it really made me do a 180. And I'll say 180 instead of a 360 cuz 360 you just kind of end up right back where you are, you know. 180 you're doing a complete flip um of the direction. And so for me it it made all the little things that used to be really frustrating and really hard seem not so frustrating and not so hard. Like putting on my cleats to go out to train mm-hmm. wasn't that bad. You know, it wasn't as hard, you know, going mm-hmm. into the weight room to do a full Olympic workout um, instead of it being daunting and all right, let's do this thing. Like, let's crush it. Let's go. Um, it was <laughs> it was so much easier yeah. to have a positive outlook um, when you understand your why and what and what value you're adding. And when you're content with that, you know, too, I think there is a point where you have to embrace where you are. Um, and, and bloom where mm-hmm. you're planted. And for, you know, whatever reason, God planted yeah. me in Maryland. Um, and I was on the soccer team and that's where I was going to bloom. Um, so yeah. it definitely made me change my outlook. Um, I was a lot more positive. And of course, this wasn't all the time. You know, I still had points where I lost my cool or I didn't really feel like putting on my cleats that day. But for the most part, it really did made me enjoy being where my feet were. Mm. I know we said yep. that a lot that your that's, senior that's, year, yep. be where your feet are. Yep. <laughs> that phrase again, Patricia, I it, heard that before. And I actually used that this week with my yeah. family. 
be where your feet are, people. Yeah. So, so yeah. now your feet are planted in Richmond. And so the lessons that you learned through sport, through being at Maryland, how do those translate to your everyday life now? Yeah, um, it's it was weird uh, when soccer ended and this new chapter of my life started. It was kind of like, OK, I've been doing this for how many years and now I got to transition and, you know, do do things a little bit differently. But um, I think, like I said, I've, I've learned a lot from growing up on a farm and I learned a lot from sports um, and the connection that kind of brings everything together is is that faith aspect of it. Um, it's blooming where you're planted. It's, you know, being able to be humbled by the things you can't control or are out of your control. Um, and then just taking right. advantage of what God's given you to be able to make the best out of whatever situation you're in. Um, and yeah, it's challenging and, um, it can be tough, but I don't think, um, you know, gentleness comes from everything being perfect all the time. I think it's, you know, a piece that comes from, yeah, we've broken a couple times, but now we're bending and there's peace with that, you know, ability to bend in whatever situation or storm that, that we're in. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, I love that. So how right. long, how long have you been working at the place you're working yeah, at? Yeah. So now? I am in grad school at, um, the brand center, which is, um, a very competitive, uh, ad brand agency. Um, think of it as a school for creativity. Um, that's what I like to call it. Okay. Um, but, uh, I'm an experienced designer there. And so I'm, I'm going through a two year master's program to learn about how to better the experience for brands, um, in terms of technology, physical experience, um, whether it's building an app, a, an app or a website or redesigning the store layout, wow. um, the opportunity is, is kind of endless um, with that. But it's all about connecting that consumer with the producer in a way that matches the brand strategy. Wow, yeah. that's exciting. I didn't yeah, really know cool what that stuff. was. So that's really exciting. Yeah. A Andy is doing big things. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Awesome. Well, Andy, this has been fantastic. I really appreciate you being on here. Um, and we're going to we're going to do a little recap here in a minute. But before we get to that, we have a blooper reel section of our show and wondered if you have anything from your blooper reel that you would like to share with us. Oh, boy. Um, I do have one. I do have one that comes right to my head. It's, it's, it's a very embarrassing story for me. Um, it might not seem that bad, but oh my goodness, if I could have, you know, disappeared that day, I would. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. that'll make it a blooper. That'll was, be good. Uh, I was in the locker room and the whole team was getting ready to go out for practice. And for whatever reason, it was, you know, really, really cold that day and nobody kind of wanted to go. And, Everybody was kind of moping around and I was still the new girl. And so I didn't really know kind of how far I could, I could push things to, you know, get people amped up to be like, Hey, like this is, this will still be fun. That kind of a thing. And there was yeah. one senior girl, um, who was a coffee fiend. She just loved coffee, had at least, I don't know, four or five cups a day. And so she walked in, Ooh. uh, to the locker room, you know, before practice started and she had her coffee sitting um, or Starbucks sitting on her, uh, on her locker. And I was trying to get people jazzed up. I was juggling the ball. I was trying to, you know, do some cool tricks, you know, you know, just get the energy of the room up. And I hit the ball, um, unfortunately right at her coffee. 
and it just exploded oh. everywhere um and a hush fell over the locker room <laughs> and oh, no. she just looked at me and threw some daggers and then walked out and I just burst into tears because I was like <laughs> I'm oh. the new girl and I'm only a sophomore and I just hit this senior senior's coffee cup and she loves coffee and this is like the worst day ever um yeah that was rough that was rough I did I did end up (laughs) buying her a new coffee um I felt so bad I felt so bad I was just trying to lighten the spirit but (laughs) it it was it it backfired yeah yeah so yeah Oh That's man, funny. I think we all can all yep. can relate to moments where we just want to melt through the floor. Oh my goodness, yes, true. And thank you so much for sharing your highlights and blooper reels, as well as your story. I know we all can relate to 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 moments where things weren't exactly the way we wanted them to be or we expected them to be and so we needed to embrace the role that we were given and so I appreciate you getting on here and sharing a little bit about how to how to do that and how you did that in in what could have been a really tough situation you chose to um, bloom where you were planted yeah yeah well thank you so much for having me on here I really appreciated being able to talk with you guys and and get to know you Becky as well um so thank yeah, you. Thank sure. you so so much. Yeah, you're welcome. So yeah, and when I get out to when I get out to Wisconsin, oh, I'll please do. You're always welcome on the visit. farm. Just know you might have to do a little bit of work. <laughs> yes, and I'll bring Perfect. my kids so they can do work. Yeah, me. it's good. So as we close out, is there anyone that you would like to pass the ball to? A woman who's inspired you that you would like to shout out? I would like to shout out um a very inspirational um, person. I call her my accountability buddy. Um, it is Hope Lewandowski of the Maryland women's soccer team. Um, yeah, she's, she's a great woman, um, a great gal. And, and I'd love for you guys to get to know her or for everybody to get to know her. Honestly, um, there's a lot you can learn from her. So I just like to give her a quick shout out. Yes. Hope. Awesome. Yes. I already know hope and I concur. Hope is awesome. <laughs> That's it for now. Thanks for joining us in our team room as we talk to Andy about finding and embracing your role. If you're interested in seeing Andy's episodes that she made called Beyond the Bench about Maryland women's soccer, we'll link it in the show notes. Also, if you're interested in joining us for our first free and virtual event called The Huddle for Women, there's still space and time to register, and you can find all of that information on our website, lifeisateamsporteveryday.com. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe. And as always, life is a team sport and you are never alone.